GearWebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at GearWebsites.com. And welcome, everybody, to our Daily Gun Show. We come to you live every weeknight at midnight Eastern, and we talk about guns for an hour. So each day we have a different topic, a different uh, focus, so that we can do something with this time spent on a project like this. 1,300 episodes in. Our goal is not to waste anybody's time or exploit situations. Instead, uh, to share our community and hopefully to inspire, motivate, and uh, facilitate the evolution of not just the conversation of what we're doing, but effectively moving along to more important, bigger situations. What do I mean by that? Since it's 2A Tuesday, we're going to riff a little bit here at the beginning. Welcome to everybody that's joining us live. And uh, we do have a scroll at the bottom of the screen here that thanks our Patreons that make it possible for us to uh, spend time like this. But uh, why do we mo why do we care about our Second Amendment? I don't know about you, but I think of the Second Amendment as a foundational portion of uh, being a human, being an individual with rights. That's uh, self autonomous. I don't know the right words, but you know, an individual uh, in a country with liberties. So that means our individual freedom has a limit and that's where it infringes on the next person's individual freedom and figuring out ways to accomplish as close to individual freedoms as we can is liberty, right? Working within the realms of reason and ability and the technology and the whatnot. So uh, firearms both indicate that, signify that, but also enable that. And they don't just enable that at the point of their muzzle. That's a foolish, myopic opinion and that's what the other side has used for years to marginalize the gun owner and the ownership of gun of guns the same way that they've made fun of fat people or people that are differently abled or old people or anything else uh, over the years so the idea that guns are foundational has to do with the fact that when you know that your neighbor has the ability to own property that can be lethal and you are able to be comfortable with that neighbor and vice versa, you have true liberty. And we have that. We live in a country with 360 million people. There are 19.8 million AR-15s alone. They say that there's as many firearms as there are guns. Guns are truly 
a signif a sig uh, they signify the essence the, the fact that guns exist signifies that we are peaceful that we don't just take any opportunity to be hurtful and violent to each other there are certainly exploiters that will look at the instances the extreme examples and focus on them as if that's an indication that you need to learn from them or buy from them or pay attention to them now that's for another day but why is the second amendment important why are guns so important is it a fixation or some sort of fetish i don't know some people it might be but leave them the fuck alone it's they're right but in reality i think for most people it's none of that it's the fact that it's very difficult to describe but it's something that comes from our grandparents it's tradition that comes from the country itself and what our grandparents at least for most of us what our grandparents decided to come here or decided not to leave for those reasons, for those fundamental foundational reasons, they wanted to set up camp and have their families here so that their descendants could enjoy fundamental stuff like this and guns signify that. They also enable it. So I'm saying the, the point of the gun is one part, but it's myopic. It's rarely ever the actual effective part of the gun. It's the ownership of that gun, the freedom to own that gun that truly keeps organized crime at bay it keeps individual criminals from becoming uh, violent criminals. And it eventually ends a lot of violent criminals out there. But there's a lot of stuff we can talk about going off on any of those tangents. I started, I'd figure I'd start off our 2A Tuesday with a little real conversation about what or why, I guess, Second Amendment is worth talking about and why it's worth so much of my time and why I continue to focus on this element as I share our community and continue to be uh, impressed and uh, uh, find, I just continue to discover new elements of the community. So uh, that's why we focus on the second amendment in general. And on Tuesdays, we focus on it specifically. I also know I have a bunch of time to just riff today because the people that watch this show live determine the fate of this show in more than more ways than one. And one of the ways that they do that is by voting on which state we're going to feature each week on 2A Tuesday. And last week, you voted on it, so you know what it is. South Dakota. It's going to take us like five minutes to do South Dakota. Sorry, there's not a lot of stuff going on in South Dakota. So I forgot that we have a thing going on over here where uh, we also ask ahead of time what activists we should talk about. So you've actually already decided the activists. You might not know it yet. So we're looking at the screen here. Let's get back. I was kind of riffing off here because I've been on an interview earlier today and then just got done with uh, Barbecue's Second Amendment focus show uh, that was ripping off this one earlier today. So I uh, took the opportunity to just kind of riff on why Second Amendment is such a foundational topic or issue or piece of property or something to hit your wagon to for so many people and again it's going to be marginalized you're going to be looked down on and you can be frustrated by that or you can just figure out the words to say to shut them up because it's not what they say and it's not what they want people to believe and it's just like any bully you just figure out how to shut them up and then they shut up and guess what then they have to go figure out some other tactic or they just go be mean to somebody else they'll go be mean to people that own monkeys people that hate guns also hate people that own monkeys scientifically proven. I've done research on this, trust me. 
So uh, if we can successfully get the antis to leave us alone, I feel sorry for the people with monkeys, but they're going to catch the wrath. Monsanto hates monkeys, so they, they're just waiting. Once they get rid of the guns, they're going after the monkeys. All right, so uh, let's see. We've got a bunch of people joining us live. This is the Daily Gun Show. After all, we do go live every weeknight at midnight Eastern for the metric time zones. But for those of us on the more laid-back, casual coast, it's only 9 p.m because we can handle this kind of show, you know, in the late evening. Where on the East Coast, we've been told, let's just say, warned, some people would say threatened, that we need to do this show after hours so that the timid and the scared go to sleep and don't hear about this show. But that works out for us because we also like to do this show in the middle of the night because that lets us speak right to the real people, the authentic folks that are getting it done, that are resetting the world, uh, rebuilding it, repainting it, fixing it, filling everything up again, and getting no credit for it in the morning. So uh, eventually we'll do the show all night. Thanks to those Patreons down below. You can, there's a whole bunch of people been jumping on as they've been saying stuff like this. So I'm going to keep saying it. If you want this show to be all night long, then keep jumping over to Patreon and buy us a cup of coffee. Once like 1,000 people buy us a cup of coffee, which you know that might seem like a shit ton, except that there's 360 million people in a country and a whole bunch of them stay up all night. If you want to talk about the Second Amendment and sometimes guns all night long, just go buy me a cup of coffee. When 1,000 people buy me a cup of coffee, this show is all night long. And uh, I'll be giving like Tony Simon a grand and then other people a grand each month after that. So there's a couple of challenges for you. Oh, I guess I'm uh, still talking about the screen and I'm looking at my book. So it's the Daily Gun Show. We go live every weeknight at midnight, kind of riffed on that a little bit. Normally on Tuesdays, we talk about 2A, and I'm kind of fumbling with the book here. Some of the ASMR might be happening. Does it sound like I'm fiddling with the book, or does it sound like I'm just farting a bunch of times? It's really a book. It's not fart ASMR. That's a whole different show that we do. I mean, we don't do it, but there is another show like that. So uh, anyhow, so this is uh, the 2A Tuesday. Normally, we would go through this book, and we would talk about one state and what's so good about it with their 2A. We would jump over to this screen and jump over to our community tab where we ask each week in preparation for this show, which 2A activist should we feature for the next show? Last week, everybody came in and voted for a three-way tie. Eric? Pratt, Diana Mueller, or Stephen Williford. So after tonight's vote on who's going to, uh, which state we're going to focus on, we'll have to uh, have a second vote and do a tie-off. Wait, is that called the tie-off? Yeah, I think it's pretty much called a tie-off. We'll have a tie-off to see uh, which of these three activists will be the ones we talk about tonight. So if you are subscribed to this channel on the YouTube, I guess then you'll see these posts go up. I forgot. I think I have them go up the day after the show for some reason so that people have like a week to vote for the activist this week. I think that was my reason. But anyway, well, uh, I voted for Shelly Hill. No, everybody else voted for Eric, Diana, or Stephen. I got to either vote on this or jump over and switch channels. So I'm just going to switch channels real quick like. I'll just do that over here off camera so that nobody gets scared. Sometimes I get uh, feedback from viewers that say, 
I can't handle it when you switch channels or open up the description of the video that we're in. Other channels don't do that, and it scares me, so could you not do it? So I'm going to keep doing it, but I'll do it off air once in a while so that you don't have to get scared of the description of the video that we're in. All right, so now uh, we're in this video, so I don't have to vote on it. I'm above that. And I've got uh, easy access to the uh, results right away. Oh, snap. Look at how many votes Florida's getting. How is this even happen? I don't understand this. I mean, it doesn't make no sense. This gets changed every week, and it's the top one that's the new one, Ohio, this week. So, and FYI, whenever I started this poll, like immediately there was a vote for Ohio. So somebody from Ohio is really into voting for their state all the time. So, uh, but right now, Florida is getting wailed on or is wailing on all the other states. And that doesn't make no sense to me because Florida's been in here for weeks. So how did North Dakota and South Dakota wail on Florida and now all of a sudden Florida's wailing all these other states? I don't get it. it doesn't make sense. This is why polls are fake. It's probably YouTube messing with us. Look, look, look at the outrage about Ohio. I don't even know if I can put that one up on the screen. I shouldn't, because Pink just sent me a uh, little baby drone. So uh, <clears throat> we'll be going live here in a second, and I can show you a new little baby drone. So let's do that. So we're talking about 2A, and uh, we have almost like five seconds to talk about, so I've been farting around. Um, we're going to be pretty sure i don't think we're gonna see we only have 77 people watching so we uh, need another 60 votes before we end the poll so we'll see how long that takes uh, i'm gonna flip this over to oh now i gotta flip this over and now we're looking at the camera so this is the 50 states of 2a little tiny book that i had uh, put together back in 2020 it is designed to be a paper version of a lot of the information or some of the information that we have on Minuteman University, which is a website project designed to offer skills and resources to Second Amendment activists. So does anybody else have one of these electric fly spotters? Right now I am uh, attempting to kill a little mosquito who's been biting me in the freaking back all afternoon. Um, so our goal is to offer resource skills and resources to Second Amendment activists. We took some of that information and arranged it one by state, one page per state. This particular printout is screwed up, so I'm going to look for our state of the week, which is South Dakota. And whenever a state doesn't have a, a lot of Oh man, see it goes from South Carolina to Tennessee. So that means that the other South is way over here somewhere. There we go. So whenever a state doesn't fill up an entire page, like look at Illinois, everybody hates Illinois, but talk about gun history. So much stuff happened in Illinois. It was literally a challenge to get all of this stuff because Illinois has that much to contribute to the gun culture, community, industry, and laws. South Dakota, it's Paul Lathrop. I'm almost finished with South Dakota, so I gotta be careful, I'll do the whole thing. That's pretty much everything. 
So uh, whenever this happens, one, we have a lot of show to fill. Look, at, we're only 16 minutes in, and I've already covered 60% of what happens in South Dakota. And then there's the other stuff that's on the page. That'll give us something to talk about. We're going to talk about the poll, which is it's literally happening right over there on this screen. We're going to talk about oops, that poll. And then when that poll's over, we're going to bring in this three-way tie to tie off. So we're going to have a couple of things that the live viewers want. These people, you can go ahead and wave. You can wave by typing a super chat in there. It's the same as waving, FYI. So if you put in like, a, you know, anywhere from two to $200 super chat, it'll show up here. Super fun. No, I'm just kidding. But if you want a super chat, go for it. But this is uh, the live viewers over here. They'll be determining, one, the state we're going to be looking at next month, next week, which is looking like Florida, although New York is getting some votes. And then we'll be tie off in to see which activists we talk about. All right, can't put it off any longer. We're going to dig into the Second Amendment of South Dakota. But wait, why don't I take a break and a drink? Because my mouth's all dried out. I do live in a desert after all. Let's talk about a show that I do with our friends Tony Simon and Clovertack on Saturday. AskGunQuestions.com is a website that we built back in 2007. And since then, for the last 15 years, people have been able to ask questions of simple to advanced nature, and we attempt to answer them in different ways over the years. Join us now as we start a new series to answer gun questions. All right. Well, what is this? Oh, little, little tiny drone sitting here. Little tiny drone. Look at that. This one is an XO Scout. So the Scout is the model. XO says it right there. EXO is the brand. That's a little tiny camera eyeball. There's Skynet looks out of. It's also got one down here so it can tell if you're fiddling with its underbelly. And then this is the battery on it. There's looking inside of it. Very little. And, oh, there's that one mosquito. And I think this is light enough that this doesn't even count as a drone. You can just do, it's like more like, you know, it doesn't weigh enough, I don't think. But anyway, well, uh, thank you to Pink. A little preview of little tiny drone. Okay, so going back to South Carolina. <clears throat> is this Michael right? I'm basically, oh, is this thing going to look up? I don't think it can look up. It's, it's just kind of hanging here in front of me. Here, so hopefully it's working because it's super hot. It would be like putting on uh, some kind of heat earmuffs or something if I were to try to put this on my head, I think. Okay, now I screwed everything up and everything's falling on me. Come on. All right. When you got a bunch of robot arms hovering all around, don't just yank on them like I just did. What would be better? Having a bunch of robot arms like I've got, one of them holding the camera, another one over there holding the uh, earphone things with the mic on it. 
or is it better to have little monkeys running around and then the monkeys would hold the camera and the earphones and stuff on a stick and then just kind of hold them out in front of you on a stick you know assuming the monkeys are trained of course um all right that's not gonna work all right i think that'll actually work and there's no cord in the way all right no further ado let's get to south dakota south dakota first off it's a rectangle so it's a decent state not wasting any time with panhandles or peninsulas or any of that goofy stuff. Uh, it was the 40th state. Interesting. It's a nice caliber. It's a nice state to be admitted into the Union, or a nice number to be admitted into the Union. It is the, uh, why does every week this thing need to be adjusted? Who's coming in here and fiddling with the adjustment of this? It's not like I need to screw with this thing other than this show. I feel like is somebody coming in here and touching the eyeball of my robot? Maybe the FBI does it. Wouldn't it come in here to look at shit or whatever they do? All right, so uh, 40th state admitted into the union on November of 1889. So I guess that's all right. They're next to Canada, so they got that going for them. International border with Canada on the north side. Oh, no, wait, am I saying? No, I don't. No, they don't. Strike all that. This is South Dakota. I was getting them confused with the other Dakota. South Dakota was probably just like, hey, North Dakota is a state. Let's be a state too. Let's go find out who was first. Does anybody know which state was first? Uh, I don't even know if I ever took a class on something like this. I think we had to memorize the state capitals one time, but I don't think anybody ever took the moment to talk about like what states are better than other states or which states could fight, you know, would win in a fight against another state. Important things like that. Um, almost, almost new North, North Dakota, 1889, South Dakota, eight, oh, November 2nd, November, what are they copying off each other? 39th state was North Dakota, 40th state of South Dakota. Totally copied off of North Dakota, same day and everything. Daily gun show, rip off. All right, so uh, South Dakota, uh, then they do have a Second Amendment. They have their own constitution. I think all the states do. I think they do. But they uh, don't all have a Second Amendment or some version of it. South Dakota does, except it's Article 6, Section 24. I guess they got around to it eventually. The right of the citizens to bear arms in defense of themselves and the state shall not be denied. So that's their Second Amendment, I guess. It's short, at least. Um, let's see. I mean, could there be a, a more cushy, squishy state? They don't got to worry about nothing. For one, they don't got to worry about Canada because North Dakota is doing all the work. For two, they got to worry about Kansas under them or who's under them. Oh, Nebraska. Like what? Nebraska is going to be mean to them? Like I got nothing to worry about in Nebraska. Minnesota's too busy worried about Wisconsin all the time. So they're probably friends with them. Wyoming has nothing to do with them. They're probably friends because of the whole Badlands and the Sturgis and all that. And Montana, come on. They got way other things to do. So, yeah, I think that South Dakota is one of those states that just takes everything for granted and thinks everybody's, you know, world's easy everything's going their way so uh i don't know much else about it um i'm judging all that based on where they are 
and the way they shape is. All right, next we get uh, their actual characteristics. Open carry without a permit. I guess that would be expected. Constitutional carry, or no, sorry, concealed carry. Concealed carry started in 1986 with shall issue right off the bat. 93,000 permits as of 2017. That might sound like a lot, but that is not a lot. That is probably one of those states with the few, yes, but they don't have very much population, so what are you gonna do? We got constitutional carry. What? 14th state with constitutional carry. That was in 2019. Suppressors for hunting. Come on, South Dakota. What are you worried about people poaching your stupid deers up there? What's South Dakota? It's either soybeans or corn. Corn. What else do they got? Wheat, soybeans, or corn. So that means their deers are either fat on soybeans, wheat, or corn. And they're worried about people shooting with a suppressor. So let's see if that's something important or not. What time is it? Not that late. Oh. Somebody just didn't remember I'm live right now. Oh, snap. Somebody's going elk hunting. Son of a bitch. So isn't it nice when your friends are like, hey, I'm going elk hunting tomorrow. Well, scouting tomorrow. Okay. Thanks for the opportunity to go. So uh, I couldn't do that. Um, constitutional carry 2019 suppressors for hunting. If I had a sound, it would go and then state firearm. Come on, Paul, what are you waiting around for? They don't have one. So they're lazy. Again, they take everything for granted. They got nothing to worry about. They probably got oil coming in one direction, corn syrup coming in the other direction, salt coming in another direction. They're done. They don't need nothing else. So uh, let's take a look at what they got going on. They got Paul, the Plate Society podcast. We give him a lot of shit, but that dude uh, tries to go live every day with the uh, Plate Society podcast, with the Daily Bullet, with the Weekly Bullet, doing, uh, oh, what does he call it? He says it all the time. The deputy something of marketing for the Second Amendment Foundation. So as far as I know, they hire their family, the guy who publishes stuff, some lawyers, and Paul. So on a small list of people that are getting paid by the Second Amendment Foundation, uh, and that stands to reason. I just did some research on, I just posted some of our Patreon-supported research. I'm going to put that in there because the Patreons made it possible for I to take the time on it. Let's flip over to the thing again. Let's bring us back to Sharon. Screen Sharon. So we're going over to 2A History and the Minuteman University thing. What I did was... Uh, when you go now to the gun owners' rights groups section, I've added a section on gun owners' rights groups funding so that people can see what's going on. Since this is 2A Tuesday, we'll talk about this but uh, in a second here. But if you take a look, the blue line is how much money they've got coming in. The orange line is the salaries, and the yellow line is the advertising. For some reason, people think these are the three things to be worried about. Let's just right-click, open in a new tab, and zoom into this without having to hurt their eyes or whatever. So if we take a look, uh, relatively, the Second Amendment Foundation is not spending a lot of money on infrastructure, on their salaries, so to speak. In fact, they're spending less than anybody else. So while people might go, 
all, what's that guy making a million bucks? I mean, even if he is, it's not anywhere near. Come on, man. What is this? Internet censorship? It's not even as much as some of the other organizations are spending in proportion. So, Paul, we got him for pulling in all the weight, basically, of South Dakota as far as Second Amendment advocacy. What else we got going on up there? Well, FFL123. Anybody know about that? I think it's still around. Uh, that started in 2009 in Sioux Falls. So there you go. I just kind of added that is uh, desperate to add something for South Dakota. So I'm not endorsing it. Um, I have that in there because not everything we've got is perfect or on our side or working in the same direction or even, you know, wants to, we want necessarily associated with us. And I'm not saying they're that, but, you know, I'm just making a disclaimer. Just because I have stuff included doesn't mean I'm endorsing it. This isn't any kind of advertisement for any of the stuff. It's just my individual attempt to collect it. Skills and resources for Second Amendment advocates. Resources. we got to know where we're coming from, what's going on. So the idea was to put everything in a book like this. So somebody goes, what's going on in South Dakota? Bam. You know everything that's going on in South Dakota. What's going on in Illinois? Bam. Takes you a little longer, but you know what's going on in Illinois. Um, not currently, obviously. It's a book, but uh, historically. All right. But anyway, we got AMT, which is a company that makes little uh, stainless machines, uh, pistols and whatnot. They started off in California from 77 to 98. Then they were in Surges, South Dakota from 98 until sometime. And now that company is in Texas, or it has been in Texas from 2000 until 2018. So uh, again, I was kind of desperate to find anything or include as much as I could for South Dakota. So uh, that's all I know. Uh, I could easily be missing things. I think it's possible that I missed at least one thing about South Dakota. So if you know stuff about South Dakota, feel free to let me know, but that would be, you know, letting one person know. You could create a video and let the world know what I missed in this. Please and feel free to do something like that. Uh, and then whenever I go update this, I'll be able to use that video to know what I missed over here. Uh, or just to make a video champion, championing, -ing, whatever, making uh congratulatory videos about what's happening in South Dakota. Oh, you know what I missed in here? I already know it. Um, uh, Black Hills Ammo. That's a pretty good ammo company. So uh, I already know I missed something. So see. So anyway, so then uh, what do we got going on? This makes it 31 minutes and I farted around forever took forever to read the South Dakota stuff, went around all over the place, still 31 minutes in, reading texts, hearing about elk hunting. All right, so next is what, is, what else could I use to fill that page? Because a couple of these states, as I mentioned, like Illinois here, fill the entire page, and probably I could give them two pages. Texas, come on, of course, right? But Hawaii, Hawaii, I think is how they spell it, or how they say it, Hawaii. Uh, I couldn't hardly say nothing. If I started listing infringements, I could have wrote more, but I was trying to be positive, right? So when I fill the rest of that page with stuff, uh, my inspiration was a farmer's almanac or some sort of a sports guide or some kind of a racing form or something. You know, little blurbs and information sets 
that might be valuable for the type of research that you would want the rest of the book for. So the idea was to take, make a book the size that would fit in a cargo pocket. This means I can produce it here in Tucson inexpensively and distribute it, make a couple of bucks, but get the information out there in a small format. Now people can have this thing handy. It's basically a piece of paper folded in half, 50 pages long or something, a little bit more than 50 pages, one page per state. When it's printed out correctly, not all screwed up like this demo copy here, or this one that I printed poorly. Uh, you could just thumb right to the page. They're just listed alphabetically. So you just lift, thumb right to the page, get the data that you want, and then finish the conversation, finish your research, you know, have a more productive uh, back and forth than you were having. And the idea was people that might be interested could have this and just be quicker than going to a website or have this offline somewhere um, as a, another element of research or preparedness for having interesting conversations. So uh, with that all in mind, um, dang, where was I going with all that? The um, Oh, the pages that states like this one, uh, the pages had to be filled with something. So I took the cue from, again, buyer's guides or price guides, I guess. Maybe that's what I was thinking of, some of the comic price guides back in the day, uh, the blue book, you know, things like this that have an intent and a formula to get there but then have the examples or the pieces that just are extreme and barely fit into that form factor, like South Dakota, I filled up the spot with other stuff. So there's quite a few different things. You know what, the one thing I didn't do is make an index of all the subsets like this, but there's quite a few. One of them is a comparison of the number of CCW permit holders in each state. So it's a list of 50 states in the order of the number of CCW holders the state has. And not that that's critical or nothing, but it's just interesting. This is a list, chronological list of the different hunters organizations, the organizations focused on different types of hunting, uh, situa you know, the different parts of the elements of the hunting community. This is a list of indoor shooting ranges listed by the size, the square footage of the indoor shooting range. Uh, and then there's uh, others, you know, famous females. Yeah, girls are allowed to shoot guns. So in this one for South Dakota, uh, past NRA annual meetings. What? There's been NRA annual meetings. At least in my research, I've been able to take the NRA annual meetings going back to 1998. Uh, they probably have gone on since then, but I would have to go look at like National Rifleman's and read ads or something because I haven't found... And if you know of a source that has a list of all of them, that would be awesome. But I've only been able to find the source or list going back to 98. So when you go from 98 up to 2021, it's a traveling show. So we have the, uh, the show and then the city and state that it's in. And then when it was, pub when it was published, because it's not always published, I don't know if they just didn't always keep track. I'm sure they did, but they didn't always let the public know. At some point, though, they wanted to start bragging about the number of uh, attendees. So uh, as you go through some of these, it'll talk about how many members attended. So to put it in perspective, uh, this is the NRA show. So the NRA has it's an organization of members. So those members get together by law, like it's required when you have an organization like that. 
you have to get together annually or at least periodically. So they choose annually and they get together in a different state each year because it's a membership organization. It gives people around the country, you know, diff you know different levels of ability to get to the place instead of it always being in one place here or there. That's the way they do it. And then during those meetings, they do all kinds of internal housekeeping and uh, it's an opportunity to uh, challenge and to uh, require um, responsibility and consequences for misdeeds. And it's also an opportunity for a membership of 5 million people and all the other concerned people that have an opinion on it to do nothing. It's an opportunity for them it's in 1998, 99, 2000, so on to 19, 2018, which I can tell you I was watching live. 2019, I was watching live. 2020 and 2021, all of those were opportunities for any member of the NRA to show up at those member meetings and voice your opinion and be on the record and show unity and uh, uh, cohesion or whatever amongst the membership like they did in 1977, or at least attempt to. So uh, these have been uh, all over the country and the membership, or I guess the attendee number, kind of lets us see how it's gone from 60 to 65 to 70, what the hell is this bug crawling on me? Uh, to 70 to 71 to 86, down to 78 and 80, 80. So it's interesting that it comes up and then hovers. And I put this in here for, again, weird conversations, trivia, that kind of thing. But also if somebody's just bored and sitting on a road trip and has a chance to think about this, maybe there's some patterns here. Maybe there's some co coordinate, co coordination or whatever rel relationships maybe uh, to things that happen in the world. Uh, maybe there's something going on where it has to do with you know what's happening on attacks against us or something. Uh, so I think somewhere in here I also have one uh, that I was going to look up for um, SHOT Show so that if you could, there's also a page in here that has the uh, locations and years for the Gun Rights Policy Conference, which I do have uh, a list, a complete list. So all the years that the uh, Gun Rights Policy Conference has happened. But I was thinking if you compared it to the list of states and shows from SHOT Show, which I guess I might not have. Actually, if I did, it would be under Nevada, right? No, I don't. I didn't think I, uh, I did that here. I know I have it though, so it's in the bigger book project where it was a more inclusive book project that uh, I gave to Cheryl Todd. But uh, that one with the signatures that I've been doing the video series on, that one has the NRA stuff on the same page with the gun rights policy, uh, and the same page as the uh, Shot Show which I think I have the SHOT Show going back. I might have, the, I do have the SHOT Show going all the way back to its first shows. And if you look at the uh, numbers of attendees of SHOT Show compared to NRA show, that might be interesting. And I'm sure it would co correlate to the political pressure against gun owners, because whenever there's less political pressure against gun owners, there's more activity in the industry. So you would expect the SHOT Show attendance and numbers of exhibitors and stuff to go up while you would expect the uh, NRA to go up, but not necessarily as much. But then when there's stress and there's political, you know, crap going on, 
you would expect to see the uh, NRA one go up quite a bit and the uh, SHOT Show one level off or even go down potentially. Industry tends to uh, make their money when they need to and then hold off like they're not idiots. They're not, you know, some of them will spend money unnecessarily, but a bunch of them will uh, make their money when they know it's good time to make money and then they'll just sit there shutting up and minding their business uh, while the uh, times ain't so good for them. All right, so I'm not going to go through all of them. If you're interested, you can find the uh, list of <clears throat> locations and place and states and stuff that the NRA had their meeting in. Um, or if you want to have a discussion about it sometime, you can use this resource or one of the others that are out there for that. Otherwise, I think we're done with the screen sharing portion of the show. Thank you, Sharon. We can go back to a different screen sharing, this one. And I think I'm still in here. If I do this, then I don't have to worry about my camera anymore. I can put this over here. And what did I close all my windows? I closed all my windows. So let's see. I guess I have neglected the chat over here. So Maggie's saying howdy, everybody. G23 was the first one in. G23 hosts a long-format conversation each Saturday afternoon or evening, depending on what part of the country you're in. Uh, check that out on the G23 channel over on the YouTubes. Also co-hosts the Chris uh, Chris's show on Wednesday. Uh, then we got Smeggy jumping in, who's uh, thermally challenged snowman living in California during the unprecedented global warming global warming at such a rate that global warming activists are freaking out and this guy is somehow surviving as a snowman walking around flaunting it uh in california uh responsive never heard of you thanks for showing up appreciate the uh, thumb then we got gizzard showing up also uh thank you for hosting this have a great night oh i guess d23 is taking off for the night Gizzard is showing up. Also, host of a long format conversation, except his is both Friday night for two hours or so and Sunday mornings for what? Four hours? That's half of a workday. Yeah, that's a half of a freaking workday that he puts into, uh, I'm pretty sure, with zero return other than the good wishes he gets from people and a couple of bucks maybe on Patreon. But uh, four hours that he hosts a long format discussion that creates a fosters a community, creates and incur, you know lets a community thrive of a diverse group of people that uh, have one thing in common: we under, we like guns, we value the Second Amendment, and we're available on Saturdays to have uh, this electronic gathering and uh, catching up with friends and uh, folks online. So thanks, Gizzard, for showing up. Leslie's out there as well, ripping on something. And Woods is also out there. Oh, I got to scroll up. I'm guessing Woods voted for Williford. Snuggie's letting us know the true facts about Ohio. Pink, on the other hand, would challenge that and say that uh, Florida, I threw in Florida because you've done Ohio before? Yeah. Oh, wait, have I done Ohio? When? Snap. I thought I got ones in here that I hadn't done before. So I got to go check some real quick. How do I get over there? Dang it, I got to freaking do what now? Jump over, open a new window. 
you can't right click on everything because the stupid YouTube's design of their stupid YouTube system, it makes it so it doesn't have to refresh the page every time you click on a tab, but it also means you can't right click on stuff. So now I got to wait for that to open. I'm not on my slow internet, so this is just the internet is being slow. Jumping over to, well, I'm just going to go to the playlist, 2A Tuesday. Idaho, Alabama. Damn it, I did do Ohio already. So Ohio shouldn't even be in the running. This is completely fake. Hell. So this is a scam. The whole thing's a scam, turns out. So let's see what's happening with this vote. Can't trust these votes at all. Okay, well, so, looks luckily nobody voted for Ohio anyway. Everybody loves Ohio, it turns out. So I guess we're good to go. All right, so I'm going to end that vote, though, before it gets out of hand and we accidentally get Ohio back in the running. So 12 votes, copy, end. That's how you do it. Don't be scared. I'm about to edit the video that you're watching right now. So you might feel a weird disruption, sort of like somebody pushed against your belly really hard. And then all of a sudden, yeah, they flipped you upside down and inside out. So now you're inside out and all your guts and stuff are flopping around and all over the couch or whatever. But hold on. It's not going to take forever. Just going to push a couple of buttons in here. It's just like I'm wiggling my hand in there once you're inside out. In a lot of ways, I'm just shaking your hand. It's just that it's happening inside of you now, where normally that would have been on the outside of you. So it's no big deal, but uh, it's almost over. And then once it's over, you don't even remember it happened. For the most part, most people don't even talk about it. Boom, there, now it's over. We'll just go back to the video, like that's always been in the description. It's just always been in there. Um, there, everybody's got the skin on the outside again. No muscles or gut showing. I'll button back up. Uh, now we know that uh, next week we'll be talking about Florida. Florida is the gunshine state, the state with the peninsula and a panhandle. Like the one of them wasn't enough. Uh, there's lots of gun stuff in Florida, though, so it'll be a good one. I wonder if there's any special guests we could get from Florida. Uh, pink, pink is a bright spot in Ohio. Well, there's lots of bright spots in Ohio. Let's talk about Dayton Air Museum. Let's talk about that pumpkin thing. I've been to a couple of good gun shops in Ohio. Uh, pretty sure I've been to a surplus store in Ohio that was pretty awesome. Don't they make Jeeps in Ohio? So, just saying. Tie-off seems like a boat. That's a good point. Uh, some jerk is blasting off fireworks. Interesting. Um... I was just listening to a thing that talked about uh, during the global war on terror overseas, they would send little kids to shoot fireworks to, uh, what's the word, like uh, test the perimeters, you know, to test to see what the reactions would be. Uh, and then also to um, set precedent, get people used to hearing the fireworks going off so that other things might be dismissed as the regular fireworks that go off. So you might feel like your neighbors are shooting off fireworks, but let's maybe just assume that they're robots shooting off fireworks in order to get you accustomed to uh, sweeping the home, you know, the, the neighborhoods for humans. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just plain old fireworks. 
Pink Panther. Pink is saying, I'm afraid the monkeys would get a hold of one of those knives. Oh, I don't even want to talk about it. Off air, we've got a whole bunch of stuff we can't talk about on air. One of the things I can't talk about off air, on air, is that. So we won't be talking about monkeys with knives anymore. Turns out, legal actions. It's crazy. So, um, Neil Armstrong's museum in a state that, or a city that's probably named after a tribe. I don't even want to say how that one. I don't know how to say that one. So, uh, where are we at? Well, we're about 50 minutes. I've been on a couple of chats today, so I don't feel like I'm obligated to go more than an hour, but I do feel like I'm obligated to have that tie off. So I'm going to jump over here and I'm going to refresh the poll to see if the poll where we're going to talk about the Second Amendment activist today has had any change. It has not. We still have a three-way tie-off. So we're going to end this tie-off. So which two-way activist should we feature next? That's the question. So all I got to do is copy and paste that into here, as you see. This isn't the same as when I opened the chat and went inside of the chat while you were in the chat. But this is sort of like graffitiing the outside of the chat while you're inside of the chat, like inside of a train, watching somebody graffiti the outside of the train. You can't do nothing about it. It's happening. But you're watching it happen. So, you know, you got that going for you. You don't necessarily know what I'm writing out there. But now, you, oh, wait, I got to put the one in here. We have to give the federal agents. They're not allowed to vote on this stuff. And you don't know how upset they get when, even though they're not allowed to vote on this stuff, they're going to break the rules and vote. So I got to give them that default thing. It's sort of like when you build a highway and you're going to put a road going down, you have to build a turnout every once in a while for the truckers. This is like that. I have to build those outs for the uh, federal agents that get paid overtime to watch this show. That's one of the benefits or the disadvantages of doing this show, actually in the evening and I like to apologize to all the taxpayers out there. If you're not a taxpayer, you can fuck off. But if you're a taxpayer, I apologize that I'm putting this show on in the middle of the night because it is more than likely that all the federal agents that listen to this show are getting paid overtime and that's a freaking ripoff. And now they're giggling about it. You know it. So if that bothers you, super chat the hell out of this show or throw money at our Patreon. That's so that's the best way to give the FBI the the what the the what now the who's what now you know that kind of business. Uh, so all we're getting is votes for come on man. So how many narcs are out there? This narc fest. Uh, we're doing the show for humans. So we'll see. Uh, going forward, is the government going to be able to buy rob or humans anymore? Or are they going to only have robots? So if these federal agents are costing so much in overtime to listen to this show. It's only a matter of time before they put the AI listening into this show, and that's basically Skynet. That's robots. So that doesn't cost nothing. And then I'm doing a show for robots. If I'm doing a show for robots, I definitely want to get paid more. So either way, check out our Patreon. I don't know what's going on. So at this point, nobody's voting. Show's over. Nobody's voting. So all these Second Amendment activists, it's basically like you're spitting out. Nobody's voting. It's basically like you're going, I don't care about any of the Second Amendment advocates. They can all go kick sand. They all owe me their activism. Oh, nope, not one vote. All right, well, we're ending it. So 
that's the way people are doing today. Uh, well, it's in there. It's, uh, I don't know how to get your reader to see it, but it is in there. So I guess that's it. Well, normally we would talk about a uh, Second Amendment activist, but we require participation from the viewership. Otherwise, like everything, things end because nobody's obligated to do shit for nobody. All right, so with that, we'll end it, I guess. Alan Anchor showed up here at the end. They got some tiny patches. We're actually, you can't talk about that because we'll be going to court on that one also. Turns out you can sue people if patches are too small. I found out about that, especially in California. So I don't know what the hell they were thinking, but I guess uh, we will be uh, getting a big payday here in a couple of weeks, hopefully. I don't know how lawsuits, how long lawsuits take, but I can't imagine they take more than a couple of weeks. Um, you can go find the patches that we're talking about. They're tiny, probably not gonna be able to find them. I imagine they're on their Etsy or maybe their website over there. All right, so Smeggy saved the day. We were just gonna end this. Actually, I was gonna make a phone call and tell Eric Pratt, Diana Mueller, and Stephen Wilford on separate individual phone calls this evening how much how disappointed everyone was in their efforts. But now we'll, we'll not do that. Instead, we'll actually talk about Diana Mueller, probably, because while we are still getting votes from those federal agents that are listening to this show, I'll put up a poll one day for the federal agents because the federal agents probably hate that I know that they're out there. And then they're like, damn that guy, he's not supposed to know we're out here. We're listening on a silent mode or whatever. Or they think it's funny and they're like, ha ha ha, we're getting paid overtime to listen to this guy get pissed about it. Either way, I'm pissed about it. Bothers me. Might not bother you, but it bothers me. Well, as far as I can tell, we had three actual votes. So nobody's taking credit for two of them. So we know Smeggy and Patriot both voted. Did they vote, both vote for Diana? I don't know. So we're going to be talking about Diana Mueller tonight. So let's end this already and start talking about her. She's just some chick who decided she likes guns or whatever. And then she was a cop, a cop for 23 years in Tulsa, probably easy right because it seems like being a cop would be easy uh and then after that easy job she was like you know what i am going to be a professional shooter which is probably also really easy and then she was like that's so easy and i'm so done being like having these easy things to do that she's like i know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna get 50 chicks together and then what we're gonna do is together go to the representatives in washington dc and uh let them know that we are gun owners and that we're gonna educate them on what they're wrong about and why, and not with emotional pleas or threats or manipulations, but instead with respect and with awareness and with consistency. And then she's freaking changed the freaking whole dynamic. And now the antis can't even use their old tricks against us. And the people that are on this side can't just exploit the whole situation and just bring in a bunch of money. They have to complain about stupid, weak things now all the time instead of complaining about the easy, fun things. So then Diana was like, okay, I guess I'm still not done or whatever. So then she decided to make the Ambassador Academy and then take the knowledge and, edu and uh, um, uh, experience that she's gained and the knowledge that she's gained by implementing you know, her strategies throughout the years and passing that down to people who want to be 
listen to this, Second Amendment advocates. So people that want to be part of the community at a professional level and represent both the industry and the community. What's up with that? And then she includes Second Amendment advocacy in this whole thing. I don't know. So she brings her ladies from the DC project down to this stuff in Florida, this place that does all this training and awareness and you know, building community amongst the uh, basically the leaders of the female uh, Second Amendment advocacy community. And then uh, you know, at the same time runs around mastering social media and uh, hanging out with a bunch of girls with all these different uh, events and, uh, you know, events, I guess, that focus on different uh, projects throughout the year. And then somehow does it in such a way that I'm assuming is going to inspire a whole next generation of girls along the way, probably dudes. And then, uh, you know, I'm not going to say single-handedly changed everything, but she's sort of the one that a lot of people use to recommend why they stay motivated or got motivated in the first place, at least amongst the activists that have come around since 2015. But uh, let's see if we can't find some stuff to hork that might be more indicative of Diana Mueller than just, you know, that description. But I guess I also need to go over here and hit enter a few times. And can I still paste? Oh, I guess I can't. So we only had four votes on that one, which is discouraging. We'll keep doing the show. We'll just be less interested in doing the show tomorrow, right? Because what the hell? Nobody shows up while I do it live. But can this shit? It's probably better if we do it as a recording because then you can say things three times. Because you know when you say things three times, it gets through better. And when you say things three times, people buy stuff because you've said it three times. Nobody forgets things once you've said it over three times. So once you you know, produce stuff and make it recording and have a chance to script it all. You make sure to say everything three times. I don't go for that though. I just do it live. So let's see. So then I'm just going to try to find Diana Mueller online here. So why don't I just do that instead of trying to find stuff that I've posted? Because that's a waste of time. Why don't we just go up here and type it into the internet and see what they think is so good about her. Uh, so it looks like, you know, I guess she's famous enough to have her Facebook page show up and the DC Project uh, page about her and her Instagram page and the page where she's a sponsored shooter for Benelli USA and the Let's Go Shooting NSSF campaign that describes her and her accomplishments. Then there's Pro Gun, there's Pro 3 Gunner, which is her uh, competitive shooter presence online. And then there's Ballistic Magazine, some kind of a periodical that has a bio of her and her accomplishments. Then there's Gun Freedom Radio, uh, Cheryl and Dan Todd out of the Phoenix area that do a uh, podcast slash radio show style interview show uh, on all the Second Amendment advocates out there. Uh, and then you got an NRA publication coming in. So that's the first page of Google for Diana. So I guess, you know, she's got that going for her. Then we go over to the images and you've got that Benelli image. Uh, you got an image. These are probably... We call these things headshots for the, um, you know, for use on their website for uh, uh, press releases. I think that's what I was looking for. Uh, you got her own competitive shootings page where she's also showing off, you know, what she's able to do for the products that uh, and manufacturers that support what she's doing. She's got her Facebook page with, uh, you know, trying to look like a chick who shoots guns or whatever. Oh, and then here's her getting an article in USCCA magazine. 
where she was doing testimonial. You can kind of tell by the dress because she's only done testimonials like a couple of dozen times. So it's super easy by looking at her dress to figure out which testimonial it was. For example, this is the testimonial where in front of Congress, in front of a uh, committee to Congress, she said, I will not comply. A lot of dudes are out there saying that shit on their keyboards, waving flags around, probably made by Alan Anker. But this chick is in Congress putting it on there, uh, saying it to them as a chick with uh, all of her ladies behind her with the uh, teal, which is uh, part of their uh, visual challenge to the uh, paid Bloomberg non-grassroots ladies on the other side. Anyway, so you can tell by her dress which one of the testimonials to Congress she was she's looking at. This one with the pearls uh, was the one where she was, uh, where they were complaining about um, the House Judiciary Committee on Gun Violence. And I think this was when was in, when they were prepping the, the stuff as uh, before Trump, if I remember right. Uh, let's see, so then you get these uh, photo shoots where, you know, all these ladies from the DC project split up in groups of five and meet the representatives, offer them an in, uh, insight as to the changing face of gun ownership, uh, offer their contact information to be used as experts in the field for next time somebody comes up with crazy legislation. And we can see the results of that in the fact that a lot of things were challenged as being uh, ridiculous and almost to the letter you could almost see that the things that did get through uh, were either intentionally or accidentally uh, things that were just not focused on uh, in the uh, list of things that have been attacked in the past so in other words you can tell the strategies of the dc project ladies had been to uh, talk about stuff that existed so stuff that never existed before you know challenges that had come out of nowhere are about the only things that got through. This idea that 18 to 21 year olds are feeble-minded, where'd that come from? That has never been brought up before as a, as a gun thing. So some of the stuff that got through is only because there hasn't been an actual uh, preventative effort made. And what does that mean? Do these ladies think they're all gonna go, oh, well, we didn't win the first time, let's just all the way down. Oh no, because they've been doing this for seven years and they've been through successes and failures multiple times and they're ladies, so why wouldn't they continue to fight? It's not like they uh, sit down the first time they get pushed down, they stand their fuck back up. So uh, they're gonna learn and they're gonna be better and they're gonna now have another black eye to uh, be upset about and to work together to avoid in the future. Probably under the leadership of Diana and I'm sure some of the others like Brooksini and um, well, it's like to look at the ladies in this picture. It'll probably be a good representative set. Kellyanne, uh, Amanda, Suffolk-Cool, uh, Kelly, I don't know her, uh, Diana, somebody, um, okay, I don't remember everybody's names, so at least not off the top of my head, but uh, these are all the some of the ladies that have visited in um, their yearly kind of meetings uh, with representatives, as well as some of these others are more testimonials where they show up for specific 
uh, issues. Either they've been asked to because they've done that initial effort uh, by going in and meeting the representatives, they're then asked to show up and testify as experts. So we can see that the fact that they're showing up to be testifying as experts is proof that they have had effect uh, with their efforts. So I'm probably missing some stuff um, with Diana in this one, but uh, yeah, I think that, oh, I guess the, one of the other things I keep bringing up lately is uh, I brought it up, I think, best in the chat with um, with um, Jenny J1911 earlier, because it applies to Jenny as much as it applies to Diana, as, as, as much as all the other ladies out there right now. But, uh, you know, we lived in a world, I don't know what you want to pick. I use telephones, but you can pick guns if you want. You know, we live in a world where technology changes quite a bit and people can often get frustrated by that. You know, we lived, most of us that are old, lived in a time when the phones were connected to the wall with a cord. And then at some point we had cordless phones. Only certain people had cordless phones, but then everybody had a cordless phone, like a wireless phone. You could walk around the house and it took batteries. That was a big deal. Then you have cell phones, only certain people, you know, rich people had cell phones and then car phone, or car phones and then cell phones. And then kind of everybody had cell phones, right? There was cell phones were not a big deal. And then all of a sudden smartphones, only some people had smartphones, they were kind of expensive, but then pretty much everybody, you know, all smartphones, anybody wants a smartphone. And now we complain because the kids are playing on smartphones all the time and smartphones so bad, blah, blah, blah. Well, it ain't done. You know, something's going to keep going. It'll be holographic something, something they stick in your eye or I don't know, whatever they do next size of a grain of rice or maybe it goes back to being something big but something's going to be coming next so if you look at that whatever you could have picked guns there you could have picked cars you could have picked anything you know we adapt to technology we innovate we uh, surf that technology we look forward to it we incorporate it into our lives and we move on so some people are going to be pessimistic and only look at the disadvantages of the cell phone in that whole story while others are going to see the evolution of everything and understand that the situation we have with cell phones is for, to some extent temporary because we also had a time when everybody came home from school and got on their dialed phones that had a cord, a little curly cue cord, and all we did is talk to each other on the phones. At least the girls all talked to each other and the dudes acted like we didn't. So there was a time when that was a trope when people made fun of the high school girl who was attached to the phone at the house and she was effectively useless. Is that something that we're dooming our girls to do because we're making it look like that's their option in society, that's their use, right? Is the phone company against that whole idea that you want a pink phone in your daughter's room so she can wrap up charges all day long? Or uh, was that just something that was thrust upon girls and they didn't have much choice in the matter because of the limited distribution chains out in the past? So, you know, again, you can look at this in lots of different ways and you can be very pessimistic about it. But what I like to do is remind us again that we've got people like Jenny J, 1911. We've got people like Diana Mueller, who are examples, who are inspirational, who are role models for the generation that's next to look up to. And we know that adult gun owners purchase guns for the first time when they're 30, 40 years old. So maybe a Second Amendment activist can be 30 or 40 years old when they look over and see what Diana Mueller's contributed and participates in. And then they decide what they can do with the resources of a 20 to 30 year old, 40 year old person in there uh, with some intent and with some uh, time. So uh, I'm really thinking, though, of the next generation, the kids out there that as they go to look around and see what's up, 
what we have today has been accomplished by people who are old, who already exist. They've, they've lived a life and that life was probably a life of transition from before technology to digital technology being the big technology. Uh, me mechanical technology was sort of the big thing when we were all growing up, right? What we thought robots would be complicated steampunk things with levers and springs and gears and stuff. Turns out robots are pieces of glass with magic inside of them. So, uh, you know, as we adapt to change and move on, let's not forget that the next are going to have a whole next generation of ladies who have cut new ground, established an entire new precedent, yanked the Overton window so far away from where the leftists have attempted to move it that they don't even know what to do with the empty hands they have left. That Overton window is going to land on ladies that are just getting in as adults to self-defense firearms, have not even experienced marksmanship. You think ladies who sit around being precise all the time are going to not like marksmanship, distance marksmanship? You think ladies that like running all around all the time with their yoga, their aerobics, their parkour are not going to like competition shooting? Right? You think that uh, chicks that like providing for their own family and making everything from scratch are not going to like hunting and devour these hobbies and these skill sets, just like every other human who enjoys firearms and always has? And then you think that all these ladies aren't going to discover that if they came from this country, at least that their grandmothers and their grandmothers, grandmothers all participated in this stuff as normal life and all they're doing is renormalizing it. So we've got tradition, culture, we've got history, we've got new, the ability to cut new grounds, and we've got the potential that's going to happen with that next generation that's inspired by the ladies that are doing the stuff they're doing now. And I'm not going to say Diana Mueller started all that or engineered it all. She just facilitated it and uh, led, you know, led by example and then uh, shared and reached out a hand so that she could bring others along with her, from what I understand. I might be wrong about that. If you got different opinion of her, then I'd like you to consider making some kind of video or homage to her or to one of the other ladies that uh, are out there. Has Barbecue ever done a 2A Women Wednesday with her? Maybe he doesn't uh, think that she's worthy of the uh, interview. Or maybe he just hasn't gotten around to it yet. All right, well, that's our... Second Amendment Advocate of the Week. And I guess I went a little over an hour. All right. So with that, we've got that in here. We've got the, we didn't do a Second Amendment group of the week. So we don't have one in South Dakota. We could talk about the Second Amendment Foundation, but that would take a whole nother conversation more than likely. We could talk about the DC project, but I just got done saying about how great they are. Uh, let's see, what's another organization that Dana Mueller is a part of that we could talk about? Um, let's go back up to the internet, search for her. Let's go shooting. So NSSF, I got a love-hate relationship with them. Uh, you know, they do stuff like this, which is somehow I'll... Is it on Facebook? I don't know what's going on. So I guess I'm going to allow him to look at my stupid cookies. So this is uh, letsgoshooting.org. What's all that about? Well, we went to the Diana Mueller page, but let's go to just their main page. Um, come on. 
you're not going to look at my location and that's SF. And because of that, I don't even want to let you look at my cookies now. Ugh, talk about a messy, annoying website. So next is uh, we're at the main page of the NSSF let's go shooting.org website. It looks to be some kind of dude in a uh, shotgun vest showing somebody, probably a girl, the side of a shotgun. So it says, join the plus one mo movement. Hashtag plus one movement. Come on, man, really? And then it says, one trip to the range can be all it takes to create a new recreational shooter. Share your passion and invite a friend on your next trip to the range. Learn more. Ugh. I'm going to learn more. If just one in three Americas recreational shoot, if just one in three of America's recreational shooters adds one new person to the shooting sports, we'll, we'll secure a strong future for generations to come. So be the one. For all the thrills and excitement recreational shooting is giving you, join the plus one movement and invite someone to the range today. Share your experience with posts on social media. All right, well, that's the first thing I liked about the sentence, and it was the last thing they, or the first thing I liked about the whole thing, and it's the last thing they even said. So basically, it's take a friend shooting, and it's a whole big thing about it. Oh, my goodness. Why do they got so many teacuppings? I mean, there's literally a teacupping on this one, horrible teacupping, and some kind of weird girl stance, like I've never been shooting before stance. This is some kind of, basically teacupping uh this looks like she's teacupping somehow in 19 or 1022 i didn't know anyone could do that so there you go i'm gonna go back to the main page and they got chris chang laughing some dude at an indoor range can't tell which range it is welcome new shooters and gun owners learn to shoot explore the sports kickstart your shooting sports journey i can tell you what i'm bored and i'm I should care about this, but it's boring me. I don't like it. So I guess it might work for some people who are uh, like, I'm new to things, but I like to go read about them first. Otherwise, uh, yeah, like I say, I sometimes I like what NSSF does, and sometimes I think NSSF has a stick up their butt. I think if you want to get new gun owners to the range, how about some sort of an incentive like button stickers, pins, Something that shows that you've been to the range a couple of times. Uh, maybe something that shows that you've taken people to the range. Like, make it into a thing. Like They're just saying to do it. That's like effectively nagging us for a page. So i like to see them continue to do this. But uh, it's one of these things that, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who they're trying to reach. Let me know if you think this is reaching anybody. This looks somewhere between like an industry brochure to me and... Like, so you've decided to get testicular cancer treatment. You know, it's like some kind of uh, doctor brochure or something. So uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is super cool and makes people really want to click on a lot of these weird links that are all over the place and make no sense and aren't in any kind of groups or anything. Random videos throughout. But hey, I bet you it looks good on uh, somebody's overhead when they presented it to everybody. We've all been in those kind of meetings before. All right, so I don't have to love everything because my Patreons pay for my time here and 
the production of this stuff, which has very little production value, but I can tell you it's 100% authentic. So let's see. Our thanks again for the folks that voted. Uh, Patriots and he likes the conversation we had. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I knew that it was going to be a fun conversation because Jenny is just a nice lady, but I'm not, I'm one of the reasons I watch her show is I am not a hundred percent sure what her deal is. Um, I am a hundred percent sure her deal is not get rich quick or, you know, make money off of the deal. Um, I almost can hundred, I don't know her, so I can't know, but I'm, I'm a hundred, you know, about, she seems to me like someone who's, who's in, uh, honestly enthusiastically enjoying her adventure on the youtube and that's neat because you don't get too many people that one do it and two uh share it and then are having a good time with it you know experience good people so kudos to the people watching it and and i'm glad that she's able to do it and it's uh anyway so i've watched her show a few times and she's definitely into the reloading and doing some things and sharing her experiences but i wasn't sure what kind of questions she was going to have for me because i have no idea what stuff of mine she's seen so i thought some of her questions were freaking great and uh i should actually i didn't have a chance to ask her because she was had other things to do in her world so you know we didn't have like a long after chat but um i'm curious if she has a standard set of questions she asked people or if those were specific to me or what because i would definitely like to hear some of those questions um asked to other people she asked uh, for example what i liked most about having my youtube channel and that's a super interesting question i had never heard it asked and never no one's ever asked me before so anyway some of those things were uh super interesting so i definitely where i might not have watched an interview before i might watch an interview simply because I want to hear how people answer a question like that. Like, that's just a cool question to ask. All right. Well, with that, I guess we're going to end it. Uh, like I say, I'm only here for the views. And if people ain't making noises in the comments, then I'll just keep moving. And I didn't fall asleep at the end of this one. So that's a good deal. I think I've fallen asleep like the last three shows tonight. And I'm not even drinking coffee, just drinking a bunch of water with lemon juice in it. But for whatever reason, I ain't falling asleep. So with that, um, I think we're wrapping it up for real. We uh, On Tuesdays, we talk about Second Amendment issues, so we usually focus on a state. Today it was South Dakota. We also talked about Dana Mueller, basically in the superheroes of 2A. Imagine she's Wonder Woman, but she could also be that other chick who runs around wearing a superman looking costume and she just comes in and does things and then leaves all the time like she's always hanging out on other planets but one i don't like her and two dana mueller doesn't like blow off earth like that like that girl does so uh i'm gonna just say dana mueller's the wonder woman does wonder woman drag all the other ladies together though who's the superhero that would drag all the other superhero ladies together in addition to being a badass superhero so i don't know which one she is but she's definitely you know she would be the Batman of superheroes because Batman's the one that brings all the other ones together for that table, I think. So she would have that role in a, if uh, superheroes weren't all sexist or whatever, then she would be the Bat woman, Bat person. 
but then she would also create a disease. So that would be horrible if she ever made soup. So let's not doom her with that either. So anyway, we talked about her and we talked about an organization that can, that looks like it's a brochure for testicle cancer. Um, let's see, Patriot says, jumped in towards the very end, but I might check it out. I'm not saying it was all that good. I mean, I don't mind saying stuff. What I tried, anyway, I guess what I was saying is I didn't know what she was looking for. So I just went into it with, you know, I'll give her whatever answer she wants. And uh, I kind of went 2A on her. So I don't know if her audience, because I don't really know her audience, is going to be like, what? Or if they're going to be like, that guy's too extreme for us. I can't handle, I have to have the NFA. Or maybe they're going to be like, dang, that's cool. I never thought about getting rid of the NFA would be as easy as one, two, three like that. Professor X? Come on, man. Really? No, I don't think so. Professor X is a dingus. Is he good? I think he, I think of him as a dingus. Like he acts like he does good things, but then he doesn't do anything good ever. I guess he runs that school. Maybe. Maybe. She trains others to be superheroes? Yeah, okay. I hear what you're saying. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe we can go over to the other side and look at DC, even though they kind of suck. Or wait, I guess. Wait. Yeah, I guess I already was looking at DC. All right, well, now we're getting into a nerd thing, and then I guess Matt would get all mad or something, because we have to have it happen. There has to be a certain amount of dolls involved for us to talk about superheroes, and I don't have enough of those dolls around here. All right, with that, we're definitely wrapping it up, because now nobody knows what I'm talking about. This is what I would normally do when you're not looking. Flip it over and then come back and just mind my business. Do, 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 right? And then no one would even know what just happened right now. So now we'll do this. And we already talked about the uh, Saturday show. So let's talk about this store, the way that we make uh, some money that would make keeps us a able to do what we do. Gearwebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at Gearwebsites.com. And then I would normally go down and put in a thing like this. Tonight's episode, The Ripoff. Now there's, according to the numbers, seven people watching this. Now, Patriot, there's technically no way you're going to know this because there's no way that the reader is going to tell you that I flipped over in front of everybody. Like I literally even said when I was doing it, now is when I would flip it from here to here. And I flipped it to here. And now at the bottom of the screen for the last like two minutes, it's been saying, Patreons make our projects like this possible. Thank you. Then there's a link to our Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash gun websites. Then it says type hashtag daily gun show in the text chat for a chance to win a patch. And nobody did. It's literally happening right now and nobody's doing it. I even said stuff about it and then I even read it and then I said stuff about it again. So you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So sometimes it's hard to even give stuff away. So let us know what you think.
The guys and gals at gunwebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year. Practice once a month and carry every day. Thank you for watching gunwebsites.com. Oh, now he's blaming it on the fact that he can't read them. Whatever. Uh, you mentioned yesterday that you had a bunch of extra things you're going to put up uh, on eBay and stuff. Do you have a list? That's a good question. No, no, I don't have a list for sure. What happened is I took a bunch of I was rooting around for something that I couldn't find. I sold something on eBay that was on eBay for like a month or more maybe. And in, in that time, it got misplaced. Like, I don't know where it went. So I assumed I knew where it was and I didn't. So when it got sold, I was looking all over for it and I couldn't find it. So I had to tell the person, hey, I, I'm sorry. You can have it for the price whenever I find it, but I don't know where it is. And it was like a $20 thing, so I wasn't going to like go nuts. But I, in the process, pulled everything out of every drawer that I got eBay stuff in. And I discovered that I got a bunch of stupid things in these drawers and they had no rhyme or reason. So I took some time and redistributed everything back into drawers and made more sense. And anyway, reorganized, right? And in the process, found a bunch of stuff that's been sitting in drawers that, you know, isn't even on eBay. It's just destined to be on eBay. Anyway, so with that said, we went kind of off air the other day. It wasn't live. It was just off air. And we had a really good conversation. There's some censorship. There's some propaganda I can't talk about. And then there's censorship. I have to censorship because there's propaganda. It's like messed up. So there's some stuff that I had to talk about. It's driving me nuts. And I went off air to talk about that live with the people that were in there. And because I don't like just doing one thing because that's lame, I was editing the images and sorting the images from all that stuff. I took pictures of all that stuff. So anyway, it ranges from like canned cozies and like merch and that kind of thing, some shirts, a whole bunch of shirts, but then also uh, some like leather stuff that I made. You know, he's making little tiny holsters. I was practicing on some little other things that I'm going to just put up there. Uh, then there's uh, some books and some CDs and DVDs. There's some toys. Uh, there's some knives and things like that. Like it's just a bunch of stuff that people would have in their gun room or that, you know, somebody who goes to gun shows constantly their whole life would accumulate. If I'm buying this or that or the other thing, a box full of stuff, you know, it's going to have some of that kind of stuff in it. And as far as making a list of it, I didn't get that far. It's not a number one priority. Mainly, I wanted to just show it to a bunch of people who wanted to jump in as Patreons, talk about it, and see if anybody wanted any of it. Uh, DJ grabbed a thing or two right off. And then uh, the rest of it, I was just kind of prepping the images so that I could uh, eventually get auctions up. Once they're up, you can go to eBay for sure. Um, right now, we're hovering around 100 items or so on eBay. So there's a whole bunch of stuff over there. Uh, let's see. But um, I mean, once I got the list, then it's not that hard to create a list. So if you want, I can uh, do that. Maybe whenever I post an alert or an update on in, on Patreon, I could uh, include a list if you like, if it makes it easier. But it is pretty random. I mean, it's the kind of stuff you'd find on the table at a gun show, probably. Or like I say, the kind of stuff you'd find on the tables of somebody who's been going to gun shows their whole lives. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Sometimes it's super interesting. Sometimes it's just garbage and just like a dumb thing. But some dumb things are crazy cool, like those crazy $8 survival knives from the 1980s. 
I don't care that they only cost $8 back then. They're super cool, right? I don't know what they're worth now, but they're super cool. So, uh, you know, stuff like that. It, does it have a value? I don't know. I'll put it on some kind of auction thing and we'll find out. Okay, well, now we're an hour and a half in and we're just kind of rambling. And this whole time, literally this whole time, people say somebody finally started putting in the thing down there. So as I say, this whole time, the show has been still sitting there with the, with the hashtag out there. So at this point, and look how long it's going to take me to get over here because I'm still, I'm not going to type nothing. I'm not going to type nothing. I got to go over here and. So at this point, come on, man. How long it's going to take me to get over here? Shut up. I hate when I talk over myself. So you're both doing it wrong for one thing. Do I have a space in there? No, there's no space in there. So technically, neither one of you even put it in here. So now I kind of go over and it's over here. Giveaway. I type in, you don't have to change it. I'm going to change it to the space to work around you instead of you working around me. And then we'll change it to 2A in South Dakota. We'll put in the hashtag that they put in, hashtag daily space gun space show and all this time nobody else there's like dozens of people listening to this show and none of them have put the daily hashtag daily gun show when they're sitting around not operating on a poll that hurts me emotionally i'm the victim there but when they don't hashtag and they don't get any loot they're the victims so this is going to be sweet sweet victory when randomness basically the ai robots are going to pick between Woods and Patriot to win big tonight. And they're going to get what's coming to them. Everybody else for doing nothing is getting a non-participation trophy, which is underneath your chair. Oprah put it there. So oh, you get whatever Oprah put underneath your chair. Oh, that took forever. And eventually Patriot won. So I don't know. I got to figure out what Patriot's going to get. Uh, I guess I'll give you one of them, um, what do you call them, uh, Wolverines. <clears throat> you know, if this happened on a regular basis, then I might get used, to, I might get accustomed to giving stuff away. It throws me off guard when people are actually participating in the giveaway. So here's the deal. Since Woods is still participating, he's just flaunting it around in front of everyone that he was participant in this whole thing while everybody else just sat around idly by observing him participate. Boom. Now we're going to let Woods, if it's all right with you, pick the one. Unless you, here, let me describe them to you. These are the 3D printed Wolverines. I don't remember if I sent you one of these or not. I don't think I did. But uh, the Wolverine patch design that we've been doing for quite a while. Uh, incorporated it into a three-dimensional design made out of high-technology polymers that I use a robot. I have a conversation with a robot, and that robot hand makes this precise design for us. And they're 100% accurate from each other, except for where the robot's messed up. And then we take and apply a actual hook-and-loop piece of panel to the back of it, which would often be described as Velcro if they didn't sue everybody that said Velcro. And the thing is, I'm using some plastic that's 
came out in different colors. So it started out in a, this came to us from Foss, who does the overnight show. And it went from a green color into a blue color, into a purple color, into kind of a tan brown, you know, tan color. And they're all kind of metallic-ish. So if you want, you can have woods, pick one, or from the description of a Mm, rainbow that has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven steps to it. Goes from green to blue to purple to brown, I guess. You know how purple kind of turns to brown? At least it looks like it does. Uh, anyway, whichever one you want is up to you. So Patriot says he put that way up top like an hour ago. Nice. Well, that's the way to play the odds because I pretty much have that up there almost every day. I almost always tell people that they missed it and they didn't even pay attention, and then nobody wins. Today, Patreon. So I've been holding them off to the screen for a while and describing them, and we'll let you uh, decide from there. So here's the deal. This was a 90-minute show. I do this show without a script. I do this show daily. I do this show uh, late. Not necessarily in the middle of the night. I'm not going to claim overnight status when I'm only late night. Um, Patriot hasn't given you the authority yet. I'm still waiting for Patriot to say what he wants to do. Because now that I'm just thinking, I, I guess I can describe it to him. So uh, otherwise, Woods is picking one of the bluish ones third from the left. So Patriot, your decision. You can get one that from your choice or the third from the left, which is... Woods claims a bluish color. So we do this show uh, consistently. We do this show without a script, but with topics so that we are covering motivation, right? We're covering motivation. We're covering 2A Tuesday. We're covering travel and training. We're covering, uh, oh yeah, that stupid quiz that we do. And... We're covering everybody else's efforts all week long with the weekly wrap-up. That's important. That's why we do this show. So thanks to our Patreons for that. But uh, we do it long format also. We do it without a script. And that's not just because I'm sloppy, but because 1,300 episodes in, the people that support this show appreciate a long format show. These are people that are driving, working, doing something where they download the show and they listen to it or they're listening to it as a podcast and they value a longer format than a 20 minute, let's talk about something, let's sell you some grip angles and some aim points. Oh shit, not aim points, because aim point doesn't stoop to that. Plus people that uh, buy aim points don't usually fall for that kind of stuff. But the red dot, let's put it that way, the uh, fill in the blank red dot that horked off an aim point. Reddish is fine or whatever, nothing reddish. I don't do anything red. So we got ones that are kind of tan or purpley. I mean, this would probably be the closest to red, which would be the top one, which is, I'm gonna call it tan. But I guess, you know, from the one angle, it could look like a maroon, I guess. All right, well, without going all night with that, uh, I guess I was basically just saying towards the end here that I'm not too worried about going long. Uh, I do try to shove these things up as a podcast and the, uh, Things that, let's see, the, the parameters that the podcast feed, uh, systems use want the show to be less than an hour 
for whatever reason, but I don't really care. But um, 10 is cool. Um, anyway, I guess I'm, I'm not too worried if the show goes a little bit long. It's a long story short. All right, well, with that, I think we already did all the endings, didn't we? We even did the last ending. It's just that then a couple of you actually participated. So I do want to thank the you guys for participating. The goal is to do this every night. It's just that I want to have some fun. I don't like having a show where people just show up, hork the free stuff, and then go off and do whatever. I can just give away stuff if I'm desperate for giving away stuff. So I like to have fun with the people that are participating in the show. So I make it a little tougher than just handing the stuff out. Oh, okay. Tan is cool. Now I get it. Now I get it. Yeah, right on. So you'll get the one right off the top, which, like I say, from the looking at it straight on, it probably looks tan. But then as you start to look at it, because it's like a metallic a little bit, you know, you can get that, they can get a maroon tune, tinge coming from it. All right. With that, again, thanks everybody for showing up. Thanks you two for being part of it. And I don't think there's anything after this. We're just going to have to be left hanging until in the morning. What the fuck is that noise? Why is the door open? Hmm. What time is it? 10.43. Huh. It sounds like the door is moving back and forth, like squeaking on its hinges. So my dog is either doesn't give a shit that somebody's opening the door and closing the door or I'm hearing something else because it's happening like right by her head. Definitely the wind moving around. It feels like, sounds like something squeaky is sitting in front of my door though. So I'm going to go investigate that. All right. Thanks again to Pink. I don't know if he's still listening. Thanks to uh, Woods for joining in. And well, I already said all my goodbyes.